We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal, you know the, you know the thing. We will shut you down, we will cite you, and if we need to, we will arrest you, and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I deem sacred. And it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread a light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against the sacred thing that God put to the very heart and the soil of this nation. This was sacred to God. This reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. opportunity to interview somebody that just came off stage the crowd went crazy yeah. in fact you're losing your voice in this process yes. but we are excited to have him on we actually had an opportunity to see you several months ago when you were speaking at a black coat regiment and I want to talk about that a little bit and what that means to the church yes ma'am uh, a lot of people don't know what the black robe regiment was yes. And what it means, but the the black robe are were the group of pastors that pastored the uh, founders, the framers of the Declaration. They led the churches, led the congregations. Uh, they prophesied against King George heavily, yeah. spoke against tyranny, and really preached up the Boston Tea Party. Okay. Right? They riled the men up, yep. Yep. and uh, guys like Adams, all the Adams brothers, you name it, Paul Revere, all of these guys were in their churches. Uh, so when Paul Revere rides his horse, saying the British are coming. He's going to his pastor's house. Yes. And all the concepts exactly right. that made America great, they come out of the pulpit of America. Those men didn't just preach against these things, preach against Britain. They also got together the militias, right? And they led the men into battle. So these were pastors that were shepherds. They were also men of war. Uh, reminds me a lot of the prophet Samuel yep. in the Old Testament, right? He could prophesy yeah. also had a right. sword. Yeah. And they, they brought us America. Well, I, I love, love it. it. We're the reawakened America events we got. Uh, we, we, it's a, it's a, it's a, a kind of a political event that we got doctors talking, talking. Yes. We, got, we, got, we got election experts. We have Eric Trump. We have Eric Trump going to go on here in just a yeah. second. He's standing right over here. We got somebody leading a praise and worship song that they wrote. They worked as a vendor at one of the other events, and General Flynn heard him singing. Like, hey, you sing good. She's like, I wrote this song. And so she's on stage singing a song that, that God gave her. Yeah. And then we got a, a pastor up there that, that let, left it on the court so much so that you can barely even talk now. But that's how how committed yeah. people are right now. It's like, hey, every hand on deck, regardless if you're raised in New York as a real estate developer, billionaire like Eric Trump or a pastor yeah. in Kentucky or Texas or a, a, a worship leader that was found in catering, it's like everybody's got a place right now. Yeah. What, what's your 
kind of shout out to people out there. They're like, hey, where do I fit in all this? What can I do to help make a difference? Yeah, well, I think it's two things. You just nailed it. One, uh, there's many, many Christians in the room. So the body of Christ, right? It takes all kinds. We we need businessmen. We need media people. We need commentators. We need pastors. We need moms. That's also a piece of the American dream. The fabric of the body of Christ built America. And America, everybody has something to bring to the table. That's why people come here from all over the world. That's what we're fighting for. That's what we're praying for. That's what we're convinced that this is the last bastion of freedom on the earth. I travel the world preaching in the underground church. I preach all over the world. And people that haven't seen it all, they don't know what we have here. Yeah. It's so and true. All the time, pastors come to me and say, if, if we lose your country, we have nowhere else to go. Yeah. Man, that is so important. What do you say to the body of Christ and to pastors about the separation of church and state? Oh, the separation of church and state has been flipped on us, right? Yep. It's designed to keep the government out of the church, yep. not the church out of the government. That's right. So it, it's a farce. It's a lie. Uh, It was amped up even bigger with the Johnson Amendment, right, which is a paper tiger. They say you can't comment politically. You can't be a pastor and not be political. You cannot pastor people unless you're political because the political, the scriptural, and the prophetic, they all all intersect. Yeah. Think about the the fights we're having about what children are being taught in school right now. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's a moral issue. Yep. That's something pastors have to talk about. Yep. If your pastor won't talk about that, get a new church. That's you're not led by a pastor, you're led by a coward. Yes. So All right, so people can find you at hischurch.cc. The links will be down below. His as in as in his H I S Church. .cc. You're the lead pastor in churches in Kentucky and Texas. And uh, they can find your work online. They can hear your sermons there. Yes, sir. Yeah, every and week, it's all there. We'll put links down below. You're on Getter and Twitter, both at Lead Pastor. You must have gotten that early. I was I was first in line. You must right. have been jumping at it. So at Lead Pastor on Getter and Twitter, both. Put the links down below. They can find you. We'd yeah. love to have you on for a full episode. I got about a dozen questions yeah. I'd like to ask you right now. So let's schedule a time we can do a full deep dive interview with you. Yeah. And, and I'd love to get in that head yeah. and dig around and see what I can find. Well, it's scary <laughs> in there. But, but uh, it's an honor. Let's That's do it. That's awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so Brian. much. Thank you. Bless you. Our slogan at Flyover Conservatives is wake up, speak up, and show up. That's exactly right. So we have our t-shirt here because that's what God has called us to do. For too long, the silent majority has been silent. We've taken pride in that. And that's why we are where we are as a country because conservative Christians did not stand up. They didn't say, no, that is wrong what you're doing in the education system. We didn't stand up against the entertainment, but now we are, and people are waking up, we're speaking up, and we are showing up. This one's printed upside down. Oh, no. If you wear this one, you have to stand on your head. (laughs) These are the softest material. It's actually woven from the lint from the belly buttons of angels. (laughs) It's, 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 It's like... You just put it on, it's like getting a hug from your grandma. You're like, oh. <laughs> but it's a good reminder. Stacy wears a necklace every day that says fearless, because sometimes even fearless people forget that they're fearless. That's you right. know, you start kind of partnering with fear and you got to be reminded. So it's always kind of good to be reminded to, to wake up, speak up, and show up. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand clap in the house. Come on, can we really give a hand clap to the King of kings and the Lord of lords? He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He was and is and is to come. Well, why don't you turn to somebody, tell them you look like you've lost 20 pounds, and you can be seated. Amen? Amen. Well, 
listen, uh, I love Clay and General Flynn. Let's give them a hand clap for putting this event on together. You guys look nice. I believe God's going to do something for us here in the next few minutes. And I'll tell you, is anybody ready for a red wave here in the next? Anybody want to see, anybody want to see us take this nation back? Anybody want to see a revival out there? Anybody want to see DC turned upside down, right side up for the glory of God? Oh. I'll tell you, I didn't know what I was getting into. I'm a local church pastor. I love the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love every kind of church, every kind of Christian, even the weird ones. Amen, right? I love them. They're my people. And I pastor churches in both Kentucky and Texas. And so I've been a leader of a church with two different types of governors. I've been a leader of a church with Republican governors that respected our right to worship. How many of y'all believe we still got a First Amendment in America? Amen? And I've led a church with a Democratic governor by the name of Andy Bashir that came after our right to worship again and again and again. And in 2019, I saw something in the Spirit. So whenever in New York, Governor Cuomo and his group of jackals Sign late-term abortion into law, and they all celebrated. Spirit of God spoke to me and said, they've reached up and they've touched the apple of my eye. The apple of my eye are the unborn and those who cannot protect themselves. Amen. God said, I'm going to reach up and I'm going to touch the apple of their eye. I'm going to reach up and I'm going to touch the big apple. And he said, a rot was coming to the big apple, and that God would hit us in our wall." in our Wall Street because of the wickedness that we created. And that the city of the apple would begin to rot, and that rot would move across the nation. And he said, if men and women in authority and power would rend their garments and repent and turn against this wicked action and cry out that it would slow down and stop what was coming to our nation. Come on, how many of y'all believe that our God wants to stop that? He wants repentance. He wants it to be turned around. And move backwards. Amen? How many are thankful R.V. Wade is overturned this year? Huh? Oh, we got votes all over America coming up in the next few days to outlaw abortion forever in states. And we ought to get behind them. Amen? So, listen, the lockdowns came just like I saw New York was hit first. And they came after our churches And I kept waiting for some big pastor, some mega, mega pastor. I pastor a large church, but I'm not like a nationally known preacher or anything. And I kept waiting for somebody with a big bat to get up and swing and say, hey, you're not going to shut down the church. Hey, you're not going to tell us how we worship. Hey, you're not in charge of the church. Hey, politicians don't tell prophets what to do. Prophets tell politicians what to do. That's the way my Bible reads. Can I get an amen? Finally, they came and the health department told our church in Kentucky, under the leadership of Governor Andy Bashir, if you give an Easter egg to a kid in the name of Jesus, we'll shut down your church and you'll never be able to open it up again. Whenever I heard that, there's a fuse on the inside of me that blew. And there is no replacement for such a fuse. I've been looking for it. Amen. There's no replacement. And I said, here's what we're going to do. Call all the media outlets. I'm going to have a communion service. I'm going to pass out elements. I'm going to touch people's eyeballs. I'm going to get them all close to me. I'm going to preach the gospel according to my First Amendment rights. And they can't stop me. 
So I said, tell the governor to come and arrest me. Come and take it if you think you can. So the media picked it up and it went around the nation. We decided we're going to get other pastors to open up with us. And over the course of a few weeks, 5,000 men and women of God opened up their churches against governor's unconstitutional overreach. Come on, let's give those pastors a big hand clap. Amen? Thank God for the good ones. Amen? I don't just want us to curse the bad ones. Thank God for the good ones. Amen. Listen, the church matters. America did not build the church. America did not build the church. America did not build the church. I said America did not build the church. But the church built America. We have freedom. Because freedom comes out of our pulpits. Freedom comes out of our Sunday schools. Freedom comes out of our worship services. The very constitution that we enjoy didn't come just from the minds of the signers of the declaration. It came from the pulpits of the early pastors in America. They fueled the revolution. They preached against King George. They prophesied against Britain. And they brought us the greatest human governmental experiment, the United States of America. Listen, the church built America. In this hour, there's only one thing that can save what the church built. The church built it, and the only person can save it is the church. How many of y'all believe that Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Come on, come on, let's really give him a hand clap. Amen? If you believe that, you can look at, look at your neighbor and tell them, say, we are the church. Tell them that. We are the church. Listen, liberty has been cracked. The Liberty Bell in Philadelphia is a gift to us from the French. It arrived here and it was cracked. We had to fix it as soon as it got here in America. Had to go into the hands of our craftsmen who would fix that bell. That bell was used for many years. It was cracked again. What's that a symbol of? It's a prophetic symbol that liberty has to be corrected ever so often in the course of a country. We're in a time like that right now. How is our nation cracked? It's cracked in our ethics. If we got drag queens dancing for five-year-olds. We got schools that are teaching children. You can be a man or a woman, not what God made you. Right? We have a cracked ethical situation and it's cracked by design by Marxists and manipulators and the demonic that want to break down the family unit and the culture we live in because if you can kill the the culture you can kill the family you can take the fathers out of the way you can subdue the children see it's cracked in our ethics what can fix that the preaching of the word of God you can the church you're the answer it's cracked economically. They were just talking about the problem, problems we have with our currency. The problems we have in our economic situation. Inflation going through the roof. Global digital currencies that can be programmed to manipulate you. You know, the same thing happened in Rome. The mark of the beast is coming. It's talked about in the book of Revelation. And if you don't do what Caesar wants you to do, you cannot buy or sell. That happened in Rome. 
as a Christian, you would walk into the market. Before you could buy, you would have to burn incense to Caesar as a god. If you wouldn't do it, you could not buy, you could not sell. We're speeding there again as a culture. How do we fix our economic problems? We trade righteously and fairly. We have a real currency, and we do not bow our knee to the mark. Can I get an amen? Excuse my voice. I've been preaching all week, all, week, all right? Third, third way, it's, it's cracked in our, in our ethics, cracked in our economy, cracked in our education. How many believe we cannot trust our education system anymore? It's not education. It's indoctrination, isn't it? we got to find another way. We better take over school boards, church leaders, pastors. You better start prophesying to people you're running for school board office. And then we ought to get the whole church behind them. And we ought to run the demonic out of our school systems. We can do that. Do you believe we can do that? School choice. Listen, those things can fix it. Ultimately, I don't have a lot of faith in a political party. The Democrats certainly can't fix this. The independents can't fix this. The Green Party can't fix this. The moderates can't fix this. Let me tell you who can fix this. Jesus Christ of Nazareth and a revival and the coming of the King can fix this. Do you believe that? Come on, Jesus is coming back. I said Jesus is coming back. I said Jesus is coming back. I said Jesus. He's coming back. He's going to fix all the wrongs when he gets here. I promise you he will. He's the God of all grace. He's also a God of judgment. There's a great and a terrible day of the Lord coming. It'll be great for those who know Him. It'll be terrible for those far from Him. How do you know Him? you got to know His Son. Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. You cannot meet God through Buddha. You cannot meet God through a Hindu God. You cannot meet God through Mohammed. The only way you can meet God is through the name of Jesus. He is the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world. You know what Jesus is famous for doing? He's famous for changing endings, turning stories around. Charles Dickens wrote Great Expectations. Do you know the end of it has two endings? There's an alternate ending written to Great Expectations. The first one was so sad, so morose, so unbelievably dark. Dickens' best friend marched through London at night, slammed great expectations on his table and said, change it. Change the ending. You know what God sent me here to do? He sent me to look at people in this room and said, you don't want a dark ending. You don't want a sad ending. You don't want an ending of hell. You need to change it. You've got to change the ending. You've got to change the ending. Come on, Jesus has changed the ending. How did he change it? Changed it on the cross. Six hours one Friday, the Son of God was nailed to a tree and bled for all of our sins. He was placed in the tomb after he died. He said these words, it is finished. Then resurrected by the power of God. The Bible says if we'll repent of our sins, 
Call on his name. Submit our life to him that he'll come in and he'll change our ending. Change my ending in 1998 from a meth amp head, a cokehead, and an alcoholic to a man of God. He'll change your ending. I promise you he will. He'll change your ending. I promise you he will. Would you bow your head and close your eyes right where you are? I got a question for you. Are you right with Jesus? Have you called on his name? Have you changed his ending? Maybe you did years ago. Maybe, maybe it's a distant memory. Maybe you need to come back to him. I'll tell you, God's not mad at you. He's for you. He's not wanting to judge you. He's wanting to restore you. Whenever I count to three right where you are, if you say, Pastor, I need to change that ending. I want you to include me in a prayer to change it and connect with Jesus. I want you to lift your hand up right where you are. One, don't put it off. Two, this is your moment. Come on, don't let it go by. Three, just lift up that hand. Pastor, include me in this prayer. All over this room. Hands all over this room. Come on, don't don't lift up your heart with your hand. Don't let it go by. Connect with God right now. He's here. He's here. He's here. Now here's what I want to do. Those of you who have lifted your hand all over this place, hundreds of hands. I want to lead you in a prayer to connect with God. I'll give you the words to pray. You give it the meaning. God will do the miracle of forgiving you. Come on, I want the Christians in there to pray out loud with them. Prayer's just talking to God. Let's say this to the Father. Say this. Say, say, Father, I'm a sinner. I've lived my own way. I've done my own thing. But today, I repent. I turn from that to Jesus. I believe on his death, on his burial, on his resurrection for my forgiveness. Come into my heart. Save me. Forgive me. Fill me with your spirit. I boldly declare that Jesus is my Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give him a hand clap. God bless you. Hey, if you want to to keep up with us, you can go to hischurch.cc, hischurch.cc. God bless you. God bless America. Come on, let's give the Lord one more hand clap. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal, you know the, you know the thing. We will shut you down. We will cite you. And if we need to, we will arrest you and we will take you to jail. Period. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. But no amendment. No amendment to the Constitution is absolute. God actually spoke to me. He spoke about sacredness. He said to me, Kim, what I place in many, many people is sacred. And if anybody touches what is sacred to me, then it is the end for them. So what I've done in the United States of America is sacred. And there are people on every side that are trying to destroy what I and it's not going to happen. This is the definition of criminal conspiracy, racketeering, and collusion. This is not a theory. This is evidence. Because I have upheld this country to spread the light to the rest of the world. When you choose to go against Sacred thing that God put into the very heart and the soil of this nation. This was sacred to God. 
this reawakened tour is literally what it means. It has reawakened the American heart. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.